What is going on crew? I have some, some really in-depth thoughts that I want to cover today <laughs> that I have been going over uh, and actually something I had with one of our advanced clients. And so today's topic is going to be about trusting the process and how your blood sugars might not be the issue. Let's get into our theme song. I've spent the last 10 years pushing the limits while identifying trends and patterns in my type 1 diabetes management. Follow along as I learn, apply, and share the fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle strategies that I've learned from diabetes experts around the world. The real question is, how can we live fearlessly with diabetes while maintaining stable blood sugars? This podcast is here to give you the answer. My name is Matt Vandevecht, head coach and co-founder of FTF Warrior, and welcome to Part of My Pancreas. All right, so with our blood sugars, type 1 diabetes, insulin dependence, all these great different topics, we are surrounded by numbers, right? We've got the, the pre-bolus, how long should you wait after you give your insulin, we've got the insulin to carb ratios, how much insulin do you take for how many carbs you count. Every plate of food is like literally a math equation, right? With the macros, the carbs, the fats, the proteins, you got basal rates, like you get it. Everything is a number and numbers don't lie, or do they? <laughs> and so today, I want to chat with the kind of an epiphany that I had when I was thinking through one of my high-end clients and uh, some, some results they were trying to get, to get, to get, and uh, ultimately through this process, realizing that it wasn't the numbers. The numbers don't lie. And trying to figure out why we weren't being able to achieve something that seemed like it was within arm's reach, right? And so ultimately, I realized that it's not just the numbers we have to consider. It's more than just a math equation, right? And it seems so simple, yet most of us overlook this in our own diabetes management. And that is, in part, our emotional reaction, right? And so, so many people will tell you, oh, don't have an emotional reaction to numbers. You shouldn't attach your identity, your worth, your value to a blood sugar number. You're not a good diabetic or a bad diabetic just because of the number on your screen. And while I do agree with that, there is an emotional reaction that we have to our blood sugars, right? It's, it's very difficult to not have an emotional reaction when you look on your Dexcom and see double arrows down at 60, right? And even just saying that, it's like, ooh, I get the chills. I'm like, ah, how do I fix this, right? Uh, or if you see double arrows up at 270. Or for my uh, international friends listening in, if you're at, you know, 15 and you're skyrocketing, or if you're at three and you're dropping really fast, like, that's terrifying. Uh, or frustrating, to say the least, right? And we have this emotional reaction. So as we look at diabetes management from more of a holistic approach, a 360 approach of it's not just numbers, recognizing that our habits, our emotions, our human nature comes into play, our behaviors as we react to what diabetes does at us. And so as I'm thinking through this scenario with one of my clients, I realize that their numbers might not necessarily be based on the formula that we teach, right? We, we teach a, a literal formula for how to control and predict where blood sugars are going to go. And, you know, we're looking through the formula, trying to isolate which piece of the formula do we need to focus on to get this client better results. And I had this thought of, wait a minute, and believe it or not, this thought came because I had an emotional reaction to my blood sugars. I was like, wait a minute, just because the numbers give us a certain result, you know, the spreadsheet looks great, the, the CGM graph looks nice and stable, does not mean that the human involved in the decision-making process was making the right choices, 
right? And so the example I can give you right now is uh, blood sugars for me were at 90. I was like, cool, they've been stable for a bit. I think I'm pretty confident here. Given a full pre-bolus, you know, I had, uh, I don't even know, like 125 grams of carbs I was injecting insulin for. I'm like, all right, it's pretty, uh, pretty good sized dose of insulin, but you know, blood sugars are where I want them to be. They're good to go. We're gonna give a full pre-bolus. Well, yeah, good, that's all great and dandy, but 10 minutes into it, right, I'm pre bolusing for 15, maybe 20 minutes, depends on the day, depends on the rest of the formula that we teach. But about 10 minutes into it, I notice I'm dropping. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, what the heck's going on, right? And I'm in the low 80s, headed towards the 70s, and I'm like, I just bolused a lot of insulin. I'm still cooking my meal. I need to eat quick. Right? Like if I'm already dropping with extra insulin galloping behind this, right, my bolus for my meal, I need to eat before this gets dangerous, right? <laughs> and so quick, I start eating pieces of my meal that have already been cooked or don't need to be cooked. As I'm quickly trying to stir up the rest of my meal and get things in the stove and getting going, I'm like, shoot, crap, I need to get going. I need to eat all of my food before this turns into a nightmare situation, right? I don't want to be in the 40s trying to stuff my face and, you know, drinking juice for that meal instead of the actual meal itself. And, uh, you know, about 10 minutes go by again. We get to the 20 minute marker when I was going to eat my meal. And what happens? Whoop, back at 95. And I'm like, wait, what just happened? Well, it turns out my sensor had an error. It, it gave me a false drop and then whoop, nope, just kidding. You're right back where you're supposed to be. And so I'm like, okay, well, I just ate a lot of food before I was supposed to. And sure enough, blood sugar starts creeping up and then it starts spiking up because I stuffed my face because of an emotional reaction to a blood sugar number that I saw on my screen. Now, of course, this is a fear response, and it, there is a healthy realm of existing fear, right? Fear is meant to save us from potentially dangerous situations. So if I was actually dropping into the 70s with all that insulin on board, I would want a fear response to induce this activity of eating my meal faster, because I know what could be in the future. So, it, you know, we're not trying to be without fear, but we want to assess when is it necessary, when is it not, pull in all the information, and ultimately, trust the process, right? Now, trusting the process gets tricky when you don't know the process, right? If you don't uh, have the, the resources necessary, and unfortunately, a lot of medical systems, doctors, endos, uh, they don't teach you the process, right? And so this is actually applicable in many different scenarios, the emotional reactions we have to blood sugar. I'll give you another example. If you are double arrows up, at uh, 210, let's say. You give a correction dose, right? And, uh, and of course, this is not medical advice <laughs> in any capacity. This is a hypothetical situation. Let's just say you double arrows up, 210, you take a correction. It, uh, it stabilizes at 225, and it stays at 225. You know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes go by, it's not budging. What do you do? Well, I'm gonna take more insulin because it's not moving. Okay, that's an emotional reaction, right? You give a second correction, and uh, you wait another 20 or 30 minutes, it doesn't move. So what do you do? <laughs> Emotional reaction number three, I'm gonna give another correction. Which, no, in this case, you're probably starting to figure out this is not a good idea. Just like me stuffing my face, being terrified of a low blood sugar, I, I'm stacking insulin now in an emotional response to a high blood sugar. When the reality is you should trust the process. Give insulin time to do its work. And by stacking insulin, you might lead into a severe drop in blood sugar, which could lead you into a low blood sugar. And then you stuff your face and then the roller coaster continues and 
boy, those are just not fun days, right? But let's just say you did overreact, stack your insulin, re respond emotionally, you get into that low blood sugar, what do you do? Well, of course, you treat the low. That is a good choice, right? So you go for four ounces of orange juice, right? You measure it out. <laughs> no, of course you don't. You grab the jug of orange juice, you start chugging a gallon of orange juice, and then, of course, leads into the rebound high, whoop, right back up into the high blood sugar. And this is actually another half of that conversation that I had with a separate client of mine in our, our higher end diabetes coaching program. Uh, and we had a really great discussion on the aggressiveness with which we treat a low blood sugar, right? And in the moment that we treat the low blood sugar, you've probably heard the, the rule of 15, where you eat 15 grams of carbs, you wait 15 minutes. And I hope you're taking notes because we're getting into multiple topics right now. <laughs> into, this is turning into a coaching go. Uh, with the aggressiveness that we treat our low blood sugar, in that specific moment, doesn't necessarily change the outcome 10 minutes from now. Just because you drink a gallon of orange juice does not mean that you will cease to be low in that moment. It takes time, right? Insulin is still bringing you down, and it takes time for the sugar to absorb, stabilize, and then bring blood sugars back up. So if you're looking for a fix in that moment, right, the amount of sugar that you consume is not going to change, which is why eating the entire kitchen can be so detrimental to your blood sugar numbers. This is, again, an emotional reaction. We panic in that moment and think, I need to eat everything in the kitchen. I need to make sure that I consume enough sugar to get out of this low blood sugar. Forget the rule of 15, rule of 200. <laughs> I need to get out of this because danger, danger, I'm in survival mode. But the reality is, if you drink a gallon of orange juice versus four ounces of orange juice, the next 10 minutes are not going to look different, uh, at least on a, on a larger scale of things, right? Uh, you know, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, that's where you start seeing double arrows up and you skyrocket through the roof again and have to worry about what my blood sugar is going to look like after this, right? But in that moment, the emotional reaction oftentimes will not serve you well. Now again, all three of these examples boil back down to the same basic formula of trust the process, right? The rule of 15, you eat, you wait. Now, of course, there are circumstances where you do want to drink more than just the four ounces. And then we're not gonna go too deep into that, but you know, if you took five units of insulin and forgot to eat, you need to get out of that low, right? You need to cover that with the same amount of carbs that you injected for, maybe more. But over the course of those three examples, trusting the process looks like not overreacting from an emotional state, but rather looking at the external variables. What do I know? What do I expect? and what can I predict, right? When we look at what led into that situation, what's going on in that situation, and how do I predict my next situation, then you can get control not only over your blood sugars, but you can step off of the blood sugar roller coaster and set yourself up for success throughout the rest of the day. It's a fantastic way to set yourself up for success. But if you fail to trust the process, if you do react emotionally, that is where you step back on the roller coaster. The blood sugar roller coaster, the ups and downs of the highs and the lows, where it pulls your attention away from life, forces you to either focus on diabetes or feel sick as a response, right? Or as a, a reaction. And nobody wants to deal with that. So my encouragement to you today is not to, not to ignore those fear responses, right? Sometimes it does make sense to rush your pre-bolus because you are dropping too fast, okay? I'm not getting you medical advice in this episode, but there is some truth behind the idea of trusting the process, trusting the formula, right? 
And if for some reason you don't know the process, if you weren't taught that by your medical team, your doctor, your endo, I want you to know that you're not alone, okay? I wasn't taught the process either. And it's unfortunate that so many of us were never given the full education of what it looks like to live with type 1 diabetes, to take care of our blood sugars, and ultimately to thrive with diabetes, not just survive, right? And that's their main goal. They want to make sure you don't die. And I'm, I'm appreciative of that. <laughs> that's a good thing. I don't want to die. But I also know that I want more out of life. I hold myself to a higher standard. I expect to be able to play sports, not go low. I expect to be able to eat 125 grams of carbs when I want to and not see a massive spike or a massive drop, right? There are things in life that are only achievable if you put the work in. And unfortunately, we were not fed the directions for type 1 diabetes on a silver platter. So if you are looking for that process that you want to trust, if you are looking for the formula that enables you to predict where blood sugars are going to go, to eat the meals you love, to go play the sports you want, to adventure, to live your life to the fullest, that is where the formula that we teach comes into play and fits perfectly into your lifestyle. And yes, into your lifestyle. This is a flexible formula. It applies to everyone we have ever coached. And it works incredibly well to give you your life back, but also to give you control over your blood sugars once again. So if that's something you're looking for, if you're the type of person that wants to know what that process is so that you can place your trust in numbers, so that you can put the expectation out there that your blood sugars will cooperate, and then wouldn't you know it, they do. I want you to go check out a free training that I did. I put together for you, for, your, for the type of people ultimately that want more out of life. Okay, this isn't for everyone. If you're not willing to put work in or implement changes that I recommend, or even be curious enough to check out this training, then don't even bother. But if you want more out of life, if you want control over your blood sugars, which will enable you to live your best life, go to diabetesinaction.com right now. Go watch the free training, check it out, take notes. Remember to actually take action on what you learn, right? Because knowledge without implementation is essentially useless. Take action and enjoy the video, all right? Hope you guys pulled some, some useful knowledge out of this one. There's a fun epiphany that I had that ultimately our emotional responses dictate what happened with our numbers. And sometimes these numbers, they don't lie. It's our own habits that get in the way, our own emotional reactions, our own human behavior. So uh, hopefully you grabbed some value out of that one. Go check out that free training, diabetesinaction.com. I will see you guys in the next episode. Have an amazing day and keep up the fight.